The following program is a podcast1.com production. And here it is. Yeah! Greatest podcast in the world? You betcha. Here it is. Here it is. My mic on? Sound yeah. funny? No, you sound good. Yeah. I mean, you sound quieter than I'm. Test one, two, one, two. There we go. All right. All right now. How are you, Dr. Jew? Um, good. I just called you Dr. Jew, totally accidentally. What's wrong with that? Nothing. It is Passover, right? It is. Today's the beginning. Right. A lot of satyrs on, on in progress right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not fun, right? The satyrs not fun? Yeah, no, that, they're that not fun. It's, it's drinking salt water yeah. and eating parsley and passing and an egg around. <laughs> we should have brought some matzah in, at least eating some of that. I like matzah. Yeah. It's unleavened. Yeah, I, I do. It's I unleavened. It is. Right? Isn't it's that good? The, we also got, you know, we need we need to bring Sam Shocker in here for the podcast because she's now my co-host on HLM. Yeah, and she loves this show. She loves you. She loves the podcast. So let's let's bring her in here. And and you like looking at her. I do. Yeah, but I also I more so than I like looking at her because like I hate to break it to Sam. I'm around hotter chicks than her pretty frequently. What? But, You're such an asshole. But no. I don't like fucking with them. There's not any. You like fucking with. There's Sam. no hotter chick by, by, in my life that I like to fuck with more. By fucking with, you mean embarrass? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because she she takes it. Yeah, she seems to kind of like it. No, I was about to say she doesn't. She doesn't just take it, Drew. She loves it. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, we're talking about Sam Shocker from Pop Trigger, who is also Dr. Drew's now co-host on uh, HLN, HLN which is on great. Dr. Drew on call. Yeah, we're changing the whole format. Of that She's thing, very so. smart and and very like I do. I like uh, I like her very much. Yeah. Did Rune Rune was in here hanging some plastic curtains or something? Yeah. And then he farted and they left. Did he fart? Isn't that what that is? I don't smell it. Maybe really? it's me. Yeah. Maybe I have baby shit on me somewhere. Oh, how's that going? Having well, a this child? is the first podcast since baby. Yeah. So you're getting good at changing diapers? Yeah, I am. I'm actually like in, in like my baby was born tonight. For those of you who are listening uh, in different parts of the world or download it later in the week, it's it's a Monday night, April the 20, no, no April the 14th. Yeah. My baby was born essentially on April the 10th. She was legitimately born April 9th. Um, at eleven fifty two, but oh. so for you know, for all intents and purposes, what's we the birth certificate say? Eleven fifty two, yeah, April ninth. Okay, but go. but it, I mean, you know, I didn't really get a chance to do anything with my baby till the tenth, right? So I've I, I've been a father for four days. Yeah. Uh, in four days, I've already gotten so good at changing diapers, right? You know, like because it, you you there's a lot of stool coming out. Yeah, I mean, and also you get a lot of practice, and and there's just a certain level of like focus that you have for doing stuff for your kids that you never tapped into before in your life mm-hmm. you know now imagine three we were changing diapers no. like all the I know. time in fact i was sitting in my bed uh holding my baby this afternoon my wife trying to get like at least 20 minutes of sleep or something before yeah. the titney uh, the baby needs to suck on her titties again yeah and i was thinking i was like dr drew had triplets yeah like his life must have been fucking miserable for it's insane for at least a year. Your life was mi- six you months. And- it was so insane. I can't even tell you. Yeah, I, I can almost can't remember. It was so insane. And one of them had colic. Wait, wait to see if you get any colicky stuff. That's good times. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. that's maybe the cries continuously. Do you think real nerds are like mad at like the the co opting the the Madison Avenue co opting of being a nerd? What do you mean? Like, like what? Like these well, what do you mean people, by nerd? like nerds, like the way I looked at nerds, it was like not something you'd want to be. Like, I don't yeah, think but, Kevin but, Smith uh, wanted to be Kevin Smith when he was a kid. But I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he probably think, wanted to be a, a thin jock. Yeah. 
I think nerddom has become uh, a viable uh, way to make money. That's all it is, right? And That's so what I'm it, saying. Like, so it's really Silicon Valley that that has that. No, you know I mean? no, 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 no. I'm not talking about ner- real nerds who are billionaires because yeah. they were nerds. Yeah. I'm talking about guys like Chris Hardwick who hosts The Nerdist and is actually like a stand-up comic who fucks hot models. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I'm not. I'm not shitting on Chris Harper. He's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. And, and very talented. So you mean co-opting? I'm nerd. like the fact that like Real Hollywood nerd. and Madison Avenue has co-opted nerdism into I being see. something cool. Even though like cool, if cool you, people are if being you got called stuffed nerds. in lockers like, uh, and you read comic books because you had to, not because you think it's cool. If you've been reading comic books for 20 years because you're you got sh- people put your face in a fucking toilet. Yeah. Do you think like are are you looking around now going like what the fuck? Hey, hold on. Yeah. Uh, you know who started that whole nerd? Th- what's her name? The uh, Mun Olivia Mun started the, the, really started that. Hey man, I'm a nerd and uh, I love nerds and uh, hot yeah, chick can be a nerd. I would, I would cut my toes off to fuck Olivia Mun. She's not a nerd, I, I, but she really because she watches Star Wars a couple times a year. Nah, but she really pushed that whole thing. Right, I'm saying that's fucking stupid. Well, but they bought it. No, I'm saying they didn't. I'm she saying, became the nerd. I'm saying guys like me who don't mind hearing about a new video game also want to look at Olivia Munn. Yeah, I know. So we bought it. But people who really are gamers and comic book nerds and stuff like that, like they're probably like, fuck you people. Because he, he would never get Olivia Munn. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And, and also- But they all loved her. They did. They did, did they? Oh, yeah. I don't want to oh, speak God. for like nerd culture. Oh, no. Because I, I, whenever I would sort of talk to those guys, they were like, do you ever get to meet Lizzie, Olivia Munn? It's their first yeah. question. And one time, I think I could have fucked her. Uh, one time, I used to, I when married. I one of the couple of seasons we did celebrity rehab, I would broadcast from the hospital at yeah. night because I had to stay over there. And uh, she was my guest. It was just she and I, and the tech guys, you know, the stage oh, manager, yeah, yeah, were beside themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm actually looks is saying this from a from a point of concern, where it's like. I feel like the 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 forsaken, the the kind of the abused and rejected and ridiculed people, they must be like, wait a second, if you're you're making money off of something that I truly care about, yeah, but just no, because but you're seriously, just the... because you know who Stan Lee is and you happen to have a chiseled jaw doesn't get make you. I think you're like a generation behind on this conversation, because the the nerds that would really have that concern have all grown up and made a ton, ton of money. <laughs> No, then we. You know what? Then we have to change they, the name. They don't care. Then we have to change the name. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. You know? Yeah, I think that's right. You have to be like sci-fi guy or something. You can't be a nerd. I think you're right. Because that's insulting to people who, like I said, got stuffed in lockers and shit. Yeah, nerd just became an intellectual. Really, it just became. Yeah, but a, see, that's the thing. Like real nerds in my high school weren't intellectuals. They got F's. No, I know because they were too busy reading Dungeons and Dragons, and or, stuff. or they were being, you know, they were upset because they were being put upon by the yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See, I think I think it's a different. It, it became a developed thing, which is sort of a smart person. Yeah, intellectual. Because like like and like, it, then the computer made it all kind of cool. Like punk right? punk washout, which is essentially what I was. Is not far from nerd, right? You know, That's like right. I just frankly, I had a little bit more muscle and could fuck chicks, and but I was a reject. You yoked I mean, out on steroids. I, w- I was, I was a loser. I got bad grades. I had nothing going for me, and didn't put together anything to kind of get me ahead in the in the world. And 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 the society, quote unquote, society really looked down on me. The principal, yeah. the vice principal, teachers, yeah. And so I was just kind of like them, just I got to go to parties because I did drugs. Right. 
That was the only difference. Right. Was that I fucked chicks and did drugs. That made you cool, though. Not really. I was not cool in high school. Mm. I was I was very middle of the road. I was never bullied, really. Like, I wasn't bullied that much. I, everyone dealt with a little. Yeah. But I never really bullied either. I wasn't like, no one was like, oh, Mike needs to come to this party or else it's not a party. I mean, I just was kind of not in the way. Yeah. I just kind of existed. The lunar eclipse, is that tonight? I think it's tomorrow night. Can somebody, Rune, you check that out? I'm pretty sure it's the, the people, people at yoga today who would know that kind of stuff. They See, I, I have because I, I, I'm getting a little confused. I've heard both tonight at midnight, meaning tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard tomorrow. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's getting a little confusing. The time zones are screwing it all up. Why it, do you give late. a fuck? It's just interesting. It is kind of, I mean, an eclipse is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, when I walk out, it's a full moon. Yeah. Full moon's tonight, right? I don't know. Uh, it's a pink moon, right? Isn't that the... it, it'll be pink during the eclipse. Mm, right? It looks like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your wife recovering? Pretty good. Is she? Yeah. I mean, she has no complaints? No. Really? I mean, her pussy hurts. Just hurts? Yeah. Like she, she has to wear... Take the hot bed. Tonight? What do you mean? Farting. Oh yeah. So so, so he, I wouldn't blame people him. couldn't hear that. Yeah. Um, so midnight tonight. Yeah, you can start to see it at ten fifty-eight. Tonight. So there you go. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get out of the love line and we can just I'll, go look. I'll at forget it. to look. Probably. I'll remind you. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird thing. The the moon. Like we the should moon. We should blow it up. Can we? It would. What would happen to the Earth if we blew up the moon? I don't quite. It would it would fuck up the tides a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. but no more typhoons, right? No, there'd still be all the heat being put into the ocean. So, be well, stuff Mike, out. you know, we're so worried about the the the, the rise in the ocean and the rise in the. And then and, some of that stuff probably land here. Whatever you broke it apart into. I'm talking dust. You oh, fucking just... explode it! I remember one time. Bugs Bunny blew up the moon, and he fucking he served someone. Well, he was hanging from it at the end. I'll have you remember? No, he blew remember? it up. He no, no, he was hanging. He was, he, no, no, no. Yes, it was the plutonium. Uh, what was it called? <laughs> no, no, he was on the moon. No, he for some reason he was on the moon, and the little moon man was going to try to blow up the Earth, and he turned the thing on the moon. No, 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 no. For some reason he he needed it to be dark all the time, so he blew what? up the moon. I just remember, it, and I was like, that's pretty smart. That's I was thinking myself. Else. I was thinking myself like, why don't we blow up the moon? Like, why, what, why what would the moon happen? Make it dark all the time. Well, what would happen? Would it be dark? Because he would blow up the sun. No, because he couldn't. <laughs> Stop, Bugs Bunny. Something else. But listen, why? Well, it might have been like the like the what's the what was the the mini cartoon? Oh, like Mini Bugs. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Yeah. yeah, Binks Bunny or some shit. Yeah. Uh, no, but why? I'm just curious. Like, why couldn't we solve a lot of problems? Like, I don't be, think it would solve problems. No more earthquakes and stuff. No, I don't think that would have that impact. No? No. Mm. Still tectonic motion. There, there, Let's is talk there, more about babies. I want to hear no more about There's no cheese this. on the moon, right? No cheese. No cheese. Uh, so you're you're using what for formula? Just just, just pr- titty breast, milk. Just and 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Does she pump and store stuff? Not yet. She's going to when she has to go back to work and stuff. But right now she... She just wakes up for it no matter what. Yeah. Because sometimes if she wants to make it through the middle of the night, she can pump and then yeah then you get up and do it and i think she's we're so lucky in that even if she wanted to work she cannot because of the contract of her show yeah my wife's in a very strange and unique place being an actress that's on a show that's debuting on nbc when may 29th 
And then are they filmed the season already? Yeah, everything's filmed. They didn't the, the can. whole season. And so she can't even audition because so, she's under contract. <laughs> so she's at least three months just laid, laid yeah, out. Absolutely. Yeah, good. Perfect. Um, so they, they have to wait and find out if before it, if it gets picked up again or whatever. Man, you guys timed that right. Well, exactly. That's what, I, mean, I mean, we really did do it with that in mind um, so that she could have a real, like, you know, full-fledged cocooning stage where yeah. she could stay with the baby. Um, and it's awesome, and she does, and she fe- and her. Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I mean, another complaint she has is her nipples are a bit sore. Oh, a bit, yeah. I bet. Does she use utter bomb or something? What does she use? To- yeah, well, no, I put coconut oil on it, and then uh, and uh, and uh, I mel- uh, I put this gel that I put in the freezer that comes out and gets like really cold, and then I rub it on her titties. And any desire to uh, partake in titty milk? Had to ask. Oh yeah, already. Okay. Yeah, already sucking on them. Okay. Yeah, and that's good. No, it's shitty right now because it's colostrum. It's not really milk. It's still? Maybe not still. Yeah. yeah. But it's still goo. It's still not like milky. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, you still have to suck like crazy to get like a milliliter. Oof. You know. How come you're not supplementing? What's the matter, Harrison? How come you're not supplementing with any? Uh, is baby's getting enough? Do you think? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. She's not. She's not irritable. Want more? Whiny? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's not enough then. But she does it 40, weird. 45 times a day. She sucks on my wife's titty. And, so and, she's getting enough eventually. Right. You know? I guess, the, you know, with the our our pediatrician said that, you know, they only need at this point, they need so little. And because, I and especially for the first few days, because colostrum is so condensed. Yeah. It's so um, nutrient dense. Calorie no dense. So dense with nutrients yeah. that. You know, to get them to grow twice, and of course, first question in my mind, you know, our our pediatrician's so funny. You wait, I should bring him on the air. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, Stanford guy, like totally that. You know, like like Mister Doctor Doctor. First first question in your mind. Uh, he goes, you know, we're talking about a piece of nutrition that can make a an animal, a human being, grow twice its size in a couple months, and I'm like, what? Can it make me grow that big? Like, <laughs> can if I take it like a ton of it and lift weights like crazy, would I get fucking huge? What is that? He's like, well, you would have to get, you know, he takes you seriously for three or four gallons of colostrum, which would cost you millions of dollars if you could do it. Millions of dollars. Yeah, because you can't get. I, I asked him. I said, well, I can go buy colostrum at at Whole Foods. He said, but that's bovine colostrum to get human colostrum at that level to feed a human being your what size. What about bovine colostrum? What's the difference? It's a big difference. How much? Uh, I think I think probably pretty radically. I mean, it's probably a completely different amino acid profile, right? Why? Why do we mean why? Because it's a fucking cow. So they're mammals. They're, their bodies are basically the same. I mean, the, if anything, we have more glucose demands because of our big brain. Listen, you're a doctor. Listen, I'm just a dumb guy. What do you mean? Why would it be different? It's I'm a just fucking saying. cow. Yeah, but it's it's growing muscle and fat. Yes, and that's it's the growing same. way more muscle and fat that's and right. way less brain cell. And, and brain way less heart glu- cell. It's all glucose. Brain cell is all glucose. There's no fats. There's no. No, there's, there's lipids and things yeah. that the brain needs. But but that's plenty plenty of lipids there. Believe me. And the the uh, but then you're trying you're you're trying to build muscle. So the protein issues. Is I also about. said like I also immediately asked if I injected it in my dick would it grow? You did not. Yeah. And this guy just answers your questions. Yeah, he laughs. He laughs. I mean, that's a good question. It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah, he said that's a, that's that's a, a shitty question. What do you mean? Is it a shitty? Fuck you! Make, How is it that not doesn't a shitty... make your dick grow? Oh, you mean grow like over time? Like actually, not just get hard, but grow. Yes. Oh no way! 
That's shit. That's a good question. This guy's like, this guy's like just placating you now. Uh, all right, we got to take a real quick break on the greatest podcast ever. This is Mike and Dr. Drew show. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. Truecar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that truecar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and are it you doesn't talking have about? to be. I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Oh, come on, come now. on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. Truecar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to truecar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at truecar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Truecar.com. Boom. The Film Vault. Classic movies. The Film Vault. New movies. The Film Vault. Movies that are in theaters now. The Film Vault. Movies you can stream right in your own home. The Film Vault. Movies you gotta track down on video on demand. The Film Vault. Movies you may have missed. The Film Vault. Movies you want to see again. The Film Vault. Movies you have to see because everyone's talking about them. The Film Vault. High stakes gambling. The Film Vault. Why aren't you listening? You can hear all that and more over there on The Film Vault on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. One. We're back. Welcome back to the Mike and Dr. Drew show. Yeah, bring, bring your pediatrician in here. It'd be funny. Very, very funny. Very smart guy. You know, uh, Been a pediatrician a long time. How long? Oh, God. 35, 40 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's, oh. In, he's in his 70s. Whoa. I asked him. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Stanford. And uh, where he went to medical school. Well, and then he, he went to, where did he go to? Because someone, someone that was having a really good. Uh, Residency NC- program? No, NCAA uh, basketball. Uh, they were having a really good tournament this year because he came into our second to last. Kentucky? Our second to last uh, appointment you know, yeah. with no voice. Oh, I've been yelling. I'm very sorry that I can't talk, but I was like Clemson or somewhere. I don't know. Some, somewhere in the in the South. middle of the country. No, it wasn't the South, though. Clemson. Oh, South Carolina. Oh, it's in South Carolina. Yeah, no, it was like, it was like Minnesota or somewhere. Anyway. Anyway. So he um, he signs off on all the home birth stuff and everything, though. He's cool. Yes and no. I mean, he 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 works with a lot of people who do home birth, but yeah. he doesn't sign off on a lot of the stuff. You know, yeah. like, it's so scary. Like uh, our ho- our midwife said, no, no. Like Bianca shouldn't even be going on walks outside. Like she should stay within the when? confines of for like two or two weeks or something after the and after he, the birth. Yeah, 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 and and. Dr. Gordon, who the, our pediatrician, he's like, if you want to go for a walk, you're eating so crazy. Put the baby in some blankets and go for a fucking walk. Don't get crazy. No, that you get blood clots in your legs from laying around too much. Yeah, she doesn't mean just lie there, but like a veal. But yeah. uh, but you know, she wanted for some reason something to do with the, the midwifery and the, oh. the idea, the cocooning yeah. aspect is to stay, you know, where the baby was born. 
and keep the baby with you. And he was saying, you know, that's great as far as like an energy and keeping the bond between the mom. He said, but if you want to go on a walk, go on a walk. If you're getting crazy, like, yeah, you know, yeah. So little little things. Don't be too precious, too special. Children will hate you for that. No. Yeah, they will. No, I meant no, no, we won't be that. You won't be. Yeah. Yeah. My wife won't be either. She, I think my wife wanted to keep drugs out of her system because that was her thing. But yeah, I don't think my wife's one of these people that like, like we we, we haven't even exp- even entertained the idea of like things like homeschooling or mm. you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. she's she's all for like, it, uh, she understands fifty trillion people have had kids before us and yeah. and fifty trillion more will. Yeah, and uh, it's not special what we've done. I can't it's wait to get to the special to us. You know the toddler stuff and the. I can't wait. Preschool. <laughs> no, I can't wait till I can actually have conversations with my child. Because right no. now, right now, I, don't get me wrong. I am over the moon and I'm in no. love with my young daughter. But she just shits and sleeps and <laughs> cries. You know what I'm saying? Like, I how, can't how wait. many hours a day is she sleeping? Six, seven. Six? Yeah, because she doesn't sleep very long. She sleeps for like hour long bursts and, and maybe 20 minutes usually. And then she goes, Aah! I remember them doing a couple hours, two, three hours at a time. No, I think that that's going to come in the next couple of days. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, I guess those first few days are up all the time. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. just nothing but finicky and, yeah. and screaming and shitting. Yeah, yeah. So much shit. I go, wait a second. And there's another question of mine. I go, you're telling me that she drinks a milliliter and a half of, yeah. at a time. How did she shit four cups? Yeah. How is that even, how is it even possible? Right. And he said it's because of how nutrient density. And also, he said a lot of her shit is water. A lot of her shit is her hydration because she doesn't pee as much, you know. Right, but why aren't are you hydrating her somehow other than with the colostrum? Mm. Yeah, see, it's, it still doesn't make that much sense. I mean, they do mobilize a bunch of fluids. That's where some right. Of the right, yeah, the sodiums and stuff, and it, it pulls yeah. a lot of fluids out. Yeah, but because yeah. it's all it's all diarrhea. It's none of it's yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's not loose. like she's shitting logs. No, I know it's green loose stuff. Yeah, oh, I know. At first, it was like black that. That babe, new baby shit. Mm-hmm. It's just so dark green, it's almost black. Now, I saw a paper diaper on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you do paper diapers. You. When you diaper her. Uh, both. I've, I've used combo. It cloths pain in the ass, right? Um, not as much as I think in the old days, but yeah. It's it's way way more of a pain in the ass than paper. Yeah. You're using the diaper pins and all that stuff? No, no, no. They they make them uh, now where they're like, like out of, uh, the, the, they make like these cloth, they're essentially diapers, and then there's cloth covers. That are different, and then yeah. you put those, snap those on, and then they they have like little button snaps, and you just put them in a like your own separate little dinghy, and then if they're really soiled, you rinse them off first in the sink or the bathtub, and then throw them in the washing machine. But it's not like the old days where it's like cloth with like the big safety pins. Yeah. Do you have a diaper service? No. How come? Because like I said, you can wash them now at home. Hey. You know, which is a pain in the ass. Too. Yes. Compared to just. Oh, there's a lot of poo. Throw it in the trash can. I guess, yeah, when you have three, I tell you, I, we were like a poo factory. Yeah. Factory. Yeah, and, and girls don't shit as much. Is that true? Well, because they don't eat as much. It seemed pretty, they, they all they all pretty much produce the same at the beginning. I mean, yeah. now there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> I bet your son's just crush compared to your daughter. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. So what else is going on in the world? Went to the MTV Movie Awards yesterday. He told me I shouldn't have. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess you're an MTV employee. It's yeah, I've been there. Well, I've been there 20 years. That's fucking is, ridiculous. Isn't that insane? Yes. Yeah. MTV's ridiculous. What do you mean? Because I watch it for ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like- I saw the awesome, awesome. Is that the, the 
What's the name of the awkward? Movie? Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. I saw their, you know, yeah, and like in like the Teen Wolf, what's uh, what's his name? Awesome, and he was he was actually awkward, hosting the whole thing. The awkward yeah, cast, red red carpet. The awkward cast is is uh, is great. They're yep. great people. Yep. They come in and we and I'm I'm all here to support them and like their endeavors. I'm not, but like when I watch commercials as I'm watching ridiculousness, I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is pure wall to wall shit. It's just laughable baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It's just so. You know what it is? It's just glorified Nickelodeon. Uh, That's what fucking MTV is. That's really what it is. And, and and I watch it and I just laugh at how stupid it is. Because when I was a kid, and I'm not trying to be one of those guys that's like, let's harken back to the old days. But it used to be like, it was not probably okay for a 14, 15 year old to watch MTV because it was all fucking coked out rock stars. And and, and, and then this show, don't forget, was on for four years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I watched 120 Minutes and all the liquid television, all these cool shows that were so artsy and, and cutting edge. And, uh, and it was all devoted to rock and roll. Like, yeah, that's I was what people say, don't understand. You also might remember that the, one of the co hosts of this show in early 90s hosted the Headbangers Ball. Ricky Rackman, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. this, this, this show. The best, though. I'm sorry, Ricky. Matt Pinfield. Pinfield was the best. But this show ball. has always been closely re- aligned with MTV. And I and I and I have a lot of appreciation for that, but that was a different MTV when it was Loveline on MTV. I, I, I got to say, I always thought the Teen Mom, sixteen and pregnant, was sort of the next incarnation of what, we, what I was. I trying agree, to but with but the they fumble that show. They fucked it up. They they fuck it up. What? Because that should be the marquee show. Oh, not the challenge. You know, dickheads yeah. versus come. Oh, I think bones. I have, no. Tomorrow I have something on on there. Uh, the uh, reunion tomorrow night. The whole, the whole like real world, what that's been bastardized into, and yeah. I guess they had to because, you know, now there's so many reality TV yes. shows where they just follow people around. Yes. But now that they're like road rules, they have like game shows where it's like the road rules guys versus other, ro- and it's like the challenge cunt versus bitch, <laughs> and it's like the challenge cunt saw versus douchebag. <laughs> you're like fuck off. Did you hear Bam Majera on Stern? Yes. Oh my god, he's an insane person. He, he's going to kill. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Novak. He's going to kill Novak. It's not going to be funny. I know Bam off the air, and ah, oh God, how do I say this without it sounding like I'm being a dick? I'm concerned for Bam Margera. Absolutely, yes. It's way different than like Knoxville or or those guys where they show up to work to do to do goofy shit. Like I'm concerned, like Bam's in a dark place where like his whole life is devoted to. Getting fucked up and doing fucked up stuff, and he laughs inappropriately. I mean, yeah. l- like gleefully about things that are heinous. But I mean, they're they're fun. don't tell me <laughs> they are funny. Don't tell me. They're, like I almost crashed my car when he said yeah. that he had a special trap door that he built where he goes to a pool of piranhas. So and he, so, and, and he told Novak about it, yeah. and it's still going to happen. Don't be such a minger, bro. And Novak's like, well. It's only a matter of time before I go over and there. And Stern, appropriately, I said, look, he, he's going to fall down an entire story yeah. into a baby pool full of piranha. Yeah. That could kill him easily. Yes. Easily. Correct. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. He's such a he's such a cockroach. He's a heroin addict. Whatever. He survives everything. He There is a there is something to that argument, though. There's something to that in, in terms of that's for real, but- you step on a cockroach hard, it's not going to go well for the cockroach. And that's basically what he's doing. You know, uh, come on now. And I, I I don't know. Bam's a nice dude, too, man. I wish I him the best. I'm just I saying know. that there is a darkness to his whole lifestyle that I hope doesn't ever catch him. In well, Steve could have gone there. 
Well, Steve was a different level of darkness. Yeah. I mean, that was that. And this is coming from a guy who got rushed to the hospital three times. You. Yeah. One of the times, the the guys in the in the ambulance, they're like, "You are." There's a difference between you be lucky to being alive, and then there's just like you're defying the odds. Yeah. There's no your you you know your heart, you know, essentially was stopping yeah. working. Um, and I was in a bad place. Steve was in like suicide on installments. Yes, I mean, he was just right. wake up in the morning and figure out different ways to slowly destroy yourself to well, death. That's what Bam feels a little bit that way to me. Yeah. I just Does think Steve ever talked to him? I just think he's a, an insane person. Does Steve ever talk to Bam? Or is that? I think I think they talk, you know, in the in the in the kind of in the same way that funny. any I, other coworker would. I had a long talk with Bob Forrest today and uh, he was concerned that codependency is preventing our my professional you know our, the helping professions codependencies are preventing people from hitting bottom <laughs> i thought wow an interesting conversation that's not a that's a that's a a very revolutionary kind of idea but it, it is an interesting idea you could easily be right it, it, it is an interesting idea isn't it are the people or we can't because of the, way the legal system is or should we i i, I have very mixed feelings we've talked we talked to one girl last night where i felt like she just uh, she the alcoholic? has it, she has it too good the yeah, al- like like the, the alcohol. There were a couple of them last yes, time. No, the weird girl, night. the girl who was very open about her alcoholism. Yes, that she, one, yeah, she she yeah. had like some weird yeah. cardiac yes, disease, cardiomyopathy. Yeah, and um, that she'll die of that. And well, the, my my she's like, I went to rehab a couple of times, but yeah. it was only like twenty days. And, yeah. and I and I, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, and of course, I would never say this to her. And I, I mean it. I want her to get better. I really do. Um, I mean, I I'm not just saying that for lip service. I sincerely. You know, I'm still thinking about a girl I've never met in my life. Yeah. I just talked to her on the phone for five oh, seconds. Oh, you didn't stay with you today, you mean? Yeah. yeah and me I mean, too. And I, and, I, and I sincerely hope that that girl figures out a way to save her own life. Because she's dying. But we, we I, I almost want to tell her, like, she, she has it too good. Like, how she can just pick and choose to go in and out of rehab and then maybe, I don't know. Like, almost, I almost want people to have to do, like, a scared straight for drugs and alcoholics. When they're – because they, nothing else gets through to them. Right. Like, I want them to be like, oh, you're good? Okay. Um instead of instead of taking 20 days in inpatient at, at uh you know lost and Cenas or wherever you're going how about i take 19 days and on the 20th day we go to uh, sk- uh uh downtown la by the 10 and i drop you off and you can hang out and drink with those guys for one night just one night yeah. you drink with them and uh and then i'll bring you back in and see what you got, see what you have to say yeah. you know what i'm saying people who who you can smell the death on their breath because yeah. they're rotting from the inside out from the alcoholism yeah. and they have nothing else um those guys would love to get clean and they have no fucking choice, you know. Um, th- those are the type of people yeah. I think need to get. Like I, I see where Bob's coming from. It's interesting. He was he was getting blasted today in social media for having made a statement about uh, replacement therapies. He was sort Wait, of he sort saying of, that there is a use he, for him. He said, he said it's a con. You get people hooked on these things and they stay on it forever, and then the system sort of sucks off. And who's <laughs> blasting him? Oh, a lot of people. Yeah, who? Addicts, no. other doctors. What? It- yeah, all. It's it's crazy. You're not you. If you had, it's what's what's really weird is uh, there's nothing else I discuss clinically. We're talking about a clinical opinion. Yeah, we're not talking about religion. We're not talking about moral raising ideas, children. Yeah. We're talking about an approach, a, a specific philosophy of an approach to a clinical problem that has been quite successful for him right. for thirty years. And and affected him, and he feels very deep. And not not saying no, not saying we should get rid of these medicines. No one should ever have access to them. He just was, you know, taking issue with it. And I, I'm even, and I understand that point of view. I, I do. I, I have concerns about it. I, I'm much, I'm much 
milder in my position. I just couldn't run a program where there was uh, opiate. No replacement therapy. Yeah. I couldn't. I, if I brought replacement onto my unit, what do you think happened? Yeah. What would happen? You tell me. I, I, you would have people using heroin again. Well, or addicted to the replacement. It, well, but that—that's the overall concern. But yeah. just how about running a unit? So I've got twenty opiate addicts on my unit, and all of a sudden, one of them gets replacement. Yeah. No way. In that one of them it gets beat up later that night, so that he, well, he all, or she can no, start giving out. Wrong. All nineteen beat me up. Yeah. To make sure that how come he gets it, I can't get. Well, it's it's really you can't imagine how difficult that is. It's impossible. Can't run a unit. Well, I so that's let me what, say that was the this reason from, I absolutely forbid it on my unit. I said, you want to get it? Go up to the main unit. We'll yeah. we'll set you up there. It's fine. Let me say this about replacement therapy and 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 rehab rehabilitation as a whole recovery yeah. as a whole and this is why i stick up for bob because yeah. i come at it from the same point of view that he does and that is as the recovering alcoholic and addict yeah, yeah. uh everybody needs to shut the fuck up about it well and imagine my, listen, yeah. you can't i get shit on loveline from old timers in the program who don't like something i've said you know what then fine you live your fucking recovery if I, I but is that weird that yeah. they do? What, what if you were talking about a certain heart medicine that helped you? You think right. people would? You know what I mean? Yeah. People would have opinions about that. They'd stop you in the street. Right. And say, hey, man, now you can't say that. It's like, no, you, we're not religion. It's not religion. Yeah. We're talking about a clinical therapeutic process that helped you. Here's helped here's, here's my. I just want to sum it up it's to so the crazy. to the guys who are talking about what is it? Realistic recovery or what, what's the other like alternative? Oh, uh, rational recovery. Okay, rational recovery, guys. Uh, email me and tweet me talking that I say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an asshole and a quack and I don't know what I'm talking about. Old timers in 12-step tweet me saying the same thing that I don't <laughs> got my shit. You know what? Here's, here's what I'd like to say to everybody. Suck my cock. <laughs> no one asked for your opinion right? because you don't have your radio show and nor do – and and I don't – I'm not What's saying, better? You shut up and don't talk about it at all? Is that better? Right. Is that going to help and people? And I'm not saying that my opinion is right. I never have said this is what you need to do to do that. When someone calls up and they say, Mike – I, you're an inspiration to me. Tell me what got you clean. I go, here, man. I Here's will. I would love to. Yeah. And and a lot of people I've been around, I've seen how it works. And yeah. See, see it not work, too, I'm sure. You know, so fuck off, people. <laughs> Eat my dick. <laughs> and I've never even, and as someone who has a, a lot of belief and, and, a, and a very close relationship with the 12-step programs, mm-hmm. um, and I encourage anyone who wants to get clean to use them, I really believe in them. I don't recommend them at all costs. Right. I've never been one of those guys that's like, like, well, this is the only way. Hey, man, if some fucking other type of recovery program or even, uh, you know, cold turkey, if that worked for you, I, God bless you. Yeah. And by I the just, way, rational recovery, I have no problem with rational recovery. And, they, when, and when they do it properly, it usually ends up being very much like a 12 step. It's, yeah. it's all this stuff is about helping people Being have, honest with yourself. That's the living a certain kind of life, yeah. which requires honesty, and then being tolerating closeness with other people, being building closeness. That, that, I, I'm telling you, I've, I've I've thought about this a lot. That is always the foundational piece of this. Is going to sound recovery. like hippie shit. I, I know it sounds like hippie shit, but You're there's right. a lot of brain stuff that goes with You're it. You're right, though, about how you have to develop, be able to be vulnerable enough to develop relationships closeness, with other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is going to sound like hippie fucking Hallmark Channel bullshit. Yeah. I think that's the key to life. It's, key, it's the key to a good life. Not even just it, It's the key for like, humans. It's a key for humans. It's, and it's, it's a key to be able to make meaning. It's a key yeah. to be able to regulate your emotions and figure yourself out. But it's a key to a good life. It is. 
I, and people I, don't know that. Not and I know, country. like, like I know it sounds dumb, but it's like to learn to love each other and love other people. And be- well, now that's starting to sound like Hallmark because well, no, but, because when but you that's say you, I, I know, I know, but when you use the word love, it you're, gets weird. Yeah, because you're a doctor and you want to use more clinical terms. No, no, not developing more relationships with other close relationships with other people. Yeah. Uh, what is that? That's loving people. And letting people love you. People can't agree with what they're even talking about when they say love. But you, but if right, you want to call it that, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's a nebulous but term. A but feeling, in reality, a feeling of what, warmth and closeness and nurture, okay. all good stuff. Feeling of warmth and yeah, closeness I, listen, and sharing that with another human being. Yeah. What is that besides love? I mean, really, am I being fucking crazy here? You, you, I know it's nitpicky. I, I bet you, if I asked you 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you would have had more trouble. You, you would have been understand more understanding of what I'm saying because think about how fucked up people's things with lo- in relationship with romantic love is. Now. Right. It's like they, the word God. No, no, it's not even that. It's it's that it's that they they have their love addicted and they're sex addicted and it's intensity and all that stuff. We're not talking about that. Yeah, See, people but don't I even know what think... love is. The people fuck that up right now. No one to know what love is. Yeah, but I mean, in in a, in a way that's not really discussed. Com- we discuss it on a love line all the time, but it's not discussed yeah. commonly. Well, yeah, listen, I, I you're right in that. That's such a vague. You're, and that's you're, such a vague term. Well, you're right that that's actually what's being expressed, and if right. people are comfortable and understand what that is, fine. But usually they're like, love. Oh no, love is like I love Johnny Depp. I want to. Uh, no, you no, don't. I, whatever. You, you don't, know you Johnny don't. Depp. That's my point. You're right. That's my it's point. A, listen, but the fact that people, by and large, don't understand what that word really yes. means doesn't negate my argument that. Mm-hmm. No, it's just I'm asking. Learning yes, to truly love other does not at all things is really kind of. I'm the just key trying to, to use all. a language that doesn't yeah. you know get muddy because because there you know, there are people that write books about you know what what, what it's the people debate what love even is. Even I think the value of love is intangible. You know that's the difference. Is, is that, that's what makes it so hard to discover. To, to well, there's to really a whole. Pinpoint. Here we go now. There's a guy. It's like, it's like saying God. Can we discuss you know? this once. There's it's a like guy. Saying that, God. People can't. You can't. I mean, I think it's an asshole thing to do to say God has anything to do with kind of any given religion. Yeah. If that's what you believe in, fine. But but for some people, God is just any a belief in something that we can't put our hands on. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I, yes. And my way of God. I, I heard. I heard a great statement about it the other day. Someone. Someone was giving a lecture and he goes, "Absolutely, I, I believe. I believe in this." Uh, amorphous power that uh, has a has a control over everything and contributes to everything. You know, is this you know description of describing God? And he goes, and I actually I know what it is. It's it's I got a name for it. Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> I thought okay, that's interesting, but I think there was a, there was a guy. I, I find it hard to believe. Like I was watching that Red Bull guy, the dude that jumped out of the fucking shuttle in space. He did a free fall from yeah, space. Crazy. I was watching that, and I feel like you have. A, I bet any dude who has anything to do with that. <laughs> has a hard time not believing yeah. in like yeah. otherworldly powers, you know. Yep, that's that shit's like come on now. L- let me get back to love really quick because there right. was a guy that that came up with a series of criteria for what's necessary for love and sort of uh, differing. Um, he had different ways of defining kinds of romantic. Basically, his romantic love needs passion, commitment, and I think it was like intimacy or friendship, something like that. And if it, if it doesn't have those three things, I'm trying to find the guy's name for you real quick. I think his name was like Thornton or something. Uh, but the point is, people have really tried to define these things very carefully. God damn it! And the Greeks had all kinds of weird definitions for it. The point is, you get into muddy waters very very quickly. Okay, muddy waters was there. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! You think with the internet, I could find this stuff much more quickly. Anyway, who who the fuck threw a shoe at Hillary Clinton? She got arrested. Who was that? I don't know. Like, why would you? I don't know. I mean, I, listen. It was it was sort of a throwback to the Bush days, you know? I guess, man. Sternberg, Triangular Theory of Love. There it is. Intimacy, commitment, passion. 
You have to have all three. There you go. Oh, Kate Upton has huge tits. You see her from last night? Yeah. Let's see. I agree. She was disappointing. That's a disappointing look. Yeah, it's not too much too much makeup or something. Yeah. I'll tell you who fucking holy mugaroo. Who? who? Holy magro. Who? Uh Nicki Minaj. Did oh, I yeah. not tell you? Yeah. I told you a couple weeks ago. I was like, I know she puts on the wacky wigs and the lips and the whole thing. Yeah. But Nicki Minaj, when she wants to is so hot. Yep. And you're she right. showed up at the empty movie yep. with no like wacky makeup and her hair down. And well, that's a stunning, very beautiful woman. And she was standing next to uh, this one. <sighs> name I can never remember. Uh, Kate you just said uh, Kate Upton. I don't know why I have such trouble with her name. And uh, and Nicki Minaj kill- killed her. Yeah. Wiped it out. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, pregnant Mila Kunis hit the douche baby bump. No, she did not. She just wore it's like a nice dress that you know didn't didn't make her look fat. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's such bullshit. It's fucking Jared Leto, I have that shirt. You can't wear that shirt because now I can't wear it. You look way better in it than I probably do. Fuck you. Bye now. All right, bye everybody. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.